Hello, this is episode two of an audio journey with Andrew Worcester. I'm Andrew Worcester. Uh, so quickly, the first lesson I have learned on the second day of doing this is uh, to not have your phone charging while you're recording. I do apologize if there was an annoying little buzz throughout um, the audio of yesterday. That has been corrected, and I've learned a lesson, and I'm moving forward with new knowledge, which is always good. Um, so today was a very weird a weird day to start off with. Um, computer issues at my job really kind of it stifled the the end of the new year then leading into the into today everything was down still what i used to what I, it, it was is what it really made me think about more it really there's a lot of stuff that comes up and it doesn't happen enough so you, it really doesn't force you to have a, a distinct enough memory or at least for me to correct actions beforehand well, then when you look back you're like okay well this happened before and it, it's hard because you have to build on things a little bit more to create the foundation and until you have the foundation some things can slip um, through the cracks for that but what I learned a, a couple years ago at one of my jobs where people were calling in and um, what they were doing for their bill was they had two different companies for two different sides of their house without getting too specific here just in case they couldn't pay one, they would still have the other. And it was really, when I, when I first thought, because I was in sales, so I was trying to sell them to have them have all their services through us. And their rationale was that they wanted, you know, two separately just in case something happened. And as a salesperson, you're trying to, you have to overcome ob- objections. You try to figure out why that isn't the case and there's certain benefits of having it all through one company and that's what i i learned and that's what i learned how to pitch and and sell but the overall concept of needing a backup in case once something fails is really really interesting and also so basically the idea is today with the the whole computer system broke at my current job and there was no backup system to be like okay well well this is fixed we're going to the default system so we can still do our job and help our customers and sell our products and just function as a business. With this, it's just kind of like this is our only option. And with that option failed, then we're screwed. We're stuck. And that's not the best thing at all. And I learned that from a previous job. So it was interesting walking into this one, seeing that it wasn't in place. And um, it made me think in my own life where I have a structure for one thing. But if that fails or if that gets... Um, delayed or distracted or whatever the the hesitation in that is, I, you really need to have other things in place. Like if I'm, you know, you're doing, it's, it's kind of like if you, when you're writing, when I'm writing a story, I have to save it five different ways in five different sections. I've lost, you know, I had a computer crash probably like 10 years ago now, and I lost a lot of information that I had on that computer. And it was something to the point where it crashed, so I couldn't get anything back either. Sometimes you're able to, you know, filter out some files from the hard drive but with this it just lost everything and most of it I did have backed up because I was I learned before and I was told before and I heated that that information but I did lose a lot of stuff too so it's the same kind of manner and there's also a there's a book one of my favorite books and this is kind of a when I got out of high school I really went on this terror of just I was very angry when I got out of high school because I felt that my school had failed me 
in a lot of ways, and it, I, I, it's not, I wasn't the best student in the world, but it wasn't because I didn't want to learn. It was just I was really frustrated by the, the structure of it and the way I was being taught. So when I got out of high school, almost as like out of spite, which is weird when you remove yourself from some place and then look back with spite and do things and kind of that dictates your actions. It's kind of a weird thing in a way. But in this case, it was a productive thing. What I did was I went to the library and I started working in a bookstore soon after too. But I'd go to the library and I would – all these authors that I thought I should have read – but for some reason was never assigned or never allowed or talked about in school. I'm gonna go and read all those books. So I had a huge list, and then I, I it kind of like spiraled from, okay, I read this book from this author. I'm gonna read all his books, or I read this book, you know, read all his books. And despite just the one noted book, I'd read a lot in their catalog of books as well. And it really it, it was the first kind of total involvement into reading in books and its styles that I've really ever had and it was really a great thing uh, but one of the one of the authors that I really stuck to that and besides I really like Salinger in high school he was the the main one I liked but the first author outside of that the still publishing or younger author was Nick Hornby and I read a book of his called about a boy and I just, you know, I don't know why I connected with the story or just loved the story. I just loved his insight and his humor and the way he wrote it and the way he told it was just so, um, it fit my, how I viewed things, I think, or the how I would, if I was in that situation, how I'd probably look at it to a lot, to a large degree. So I think that was a lot of the reason why I liked it so much. But to not give away the full story, there's a part towards the end where this kid, it's a story about this this guy in his late 30s, 40s, early 40s, who has lived a single bachelor life his whole whole life, and he gets in contact with this kid who's like 12 or 13 or something, who just has a miserable existence. And there's a lot of other, there's reasons why he, it, it, there's a whole crazy story about how they meet and how the whole thing, they start interacting, whatever. But the end of the story was, the kid has a line where he says something about how the idea of family was that you had enough people around in case something happened to one of them. And I really always thought that was really interesting. And that's why when at the end, it's like, you know, he has family, but he also has his friends and he had this whole, when it was just him and his mom at the beginning, who his mom was a wreck. And it was just him and his mom. And then throughout the whole story, he collects all these people through these different interactions and these, these builds up these different friendships and all these interesting ways and different environments and it really just shows you that you need multiples of things in life and it's the same you, you can apply it in so many different directions you can apply it in your structure and your routine of discipline that you have backups in case you lose something or in case something stops that your progress doesn't have to stop just because of one side of it stopped you can you know put it to a family situation where that you always have people around you that, that care for you and and you're not afraid to let other people in your life. Um, even when you get older, when you kind of like have your group of friends and you think that's always your friends, but to always have multiples and always you know, have an open way about you. And that could work that way as well. And then you could also say oh, another key one, where it's stretching it a little bit, but you can also talk about having multiple flows of income. Like, yes, you have your job. That's your, your main source of income. That's maybe 80% of what you have for income. 
but you should also have, you know, stocks or if you invest in real estate or, you know, you have a second job or, you know, there's all different ways of creating different streams of income into your life. And the key thing about that, I guess, is what I've learned, which is really interesting, is there's different ways of getting income that are taxed very differently. And if you read any of the financial books, that's what they're they're talking to you about, and that's what they're telling you about, which is to invest in the ways that are taxed the least. So that's how they establish their fortunes, based on the tax code. It's what they invest in. It's what they, they create. It's all based on the tax code and how, what they can, what is taxed, what they can create a stream of income from that's taxed the least. Because, you know, in some places, you know, in government, I think in California, it's like 90% state tax or something. When you think about it, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know what the perks of, of California are necessarily. I, I mean, I think you get free college. Um, if you're a resident there, but I don't think you get like free healthcare or free all this other stuff. So that really takes a huge chunk out of what you actually, what you actually earn. So anyway, that's that's my whole lesson for today. When I was thinking about everything, is when you have a plan in place to accomplish something, or for your daily life or your structure, you always got to have different. You have multiple things in place. You got to know. If this breaks down, I can use this to continue. It might not be the, it's the same or the best, but it has to be something that allows you to continue on your path while the other thing gets taken care of. It's the same thing with family and relationships. Always be open to other people um, as far as friends and family and relationships that you go through. Never be closed off to that because the more people around you, the, the safer you are because tragedy happens. Um, circumstance happen with different people that for some reason you grow apart or your life just goes on different angles and you don't it's i think at the end of the day when you lose something or you lose somebody the more you have around you the better it usually is and don't be closed off i find myself being closed off to to new people a lot more than i should and i've realized that lately and i got to try to figure out how to um over overcome that that in me and again, the same part of it is in financially, multiple streams of income. Don't rely on just one source. What happens if you get fired tomorrow? I have been fired before, and that's a, a weird, weird feeling. Because well, as I got laid off because I was at a company. I switched careers for a little bit. I was doing sales, and then I went into um, recruiting. So I was doing recruiting for about nine months, ten months or so. And then the company, it was a small company. So, I mean, it was a small family company. I thought it was, you know, a really good place to kind of learn the skill, transition what I've learned into sales and learn how to do recruiting. Um, and before a year happened, the guy who was in his only his mid-50s sold the company to a company in India. And they started to outsource all the positions. And it's just when I thought I was getting the hang of it or learning what I was doing, everything was gone. And I found myself on a ticking clock to find a new job and that's never that's such an insecure place because even you know you don't have money for a little bit to survive i guess but even with that you know for me you have you know health insurance or you have you know car payments or mortgages or whatever it is you could might be able to do that for a little bit but then all of a sudden like i can't even afford i i don't have anything else 
And so what are you supposed to – so the, my point is with that, yeah. multiple streams of income. That's the other thing. It's multi, life is multiples. Life can never just be one thing. And if you stick on one thing, if that's the only thing that you, you have, you're going to lose. There's going to become a time that one of them is not enough and that multiple is really going to come into play for you. So I, if you take anything away from my day two of learning and of, of kind of coming to terms with things is that multiples are the way to go. Um, so I did – it's the end of the story, I guess. I, I did have like a half a day at work instead of a full day at work because of this. Things aren't perfectly back online, so it's going to be a weird – Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be working most of the day on Saturday, trying to catch up on a lot of things as well, which will be both good and bad. Um, and then on the other side is, you know, yesterday was the first I'll post. The, I'm going to be posting the – I'm doing a poem a day. So by the end of the day, I'm going to have 365 new poems that I'm going to write. I wrote the first one last night, and I put it out on Instagram. I'm going to do the same thing today. I'm going to put it on Instagram um, pretty much after I finish recording this. And some of you might know that I, you know, I, I wrote poetry in college, uh, in college, in, in high school, had a little success there. And what I really want to do with this is I don't want to. It's not going to be like the perfection or whatever. It's just going to be whatever I'm starting to think about. I'm going to let myself almost like as during meditation, as I let myself think and kind of decompress the day, where my head is at and where my feelings are at, and try to just express that the best way I can. It's not going to be the most complicated metaphors or the most fancy language all the time, but it's just going to be something that in my in my head, in my heart, how I feel and how how it comes out. Because I do think there's a for art, I do think there's a lot about crafting it, but I also think there's also a, a raw expression um, to poetry, which is what I always felt, and that's really what I, I'm going to do with this. So anyway, that's day two. Check out my Instagram. It's um. Andrew Worcester on Instagram, W-O-O-S-T-E-R. I believe it's officially Andrew.Worcester if you look it up. But I'll be posting that every day, so look for that on day two. And I think that's the wrap for now, but this is January 2nd, so this is day two of it. I'll be back for day three, um, kind of wrap up my day. I might do it. Um, I'm thinking I might be possibly doing this like a, on the lunch break as well. I get an hour lunch um, just to pop in, kind of the midday. I have a little variety of times I do this just to make it a little bit more um, interesting today. Just see how my, my thought process changes in the middle of day when I'm in the in the middle of work as not stressful as it is. Um, different things come up and you remember things differently in the moment than you do on reflection. So thank you for listening. This is Andrew Worcester and it's um, an audio journey with me.